Good evening and welcome into another edition of Bear Talk here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley. Sam Wiseman with you alongside Ryan Zimmerman, Kelly Soria, and McCoy Cantwell, or Cantrell, I can never remember. McCoy? Yeah, you want to... More like Canwell, because he's on air and he can do it. Wow, Ryan, the the pun game, I'm going to turn off your mic if it, if it continues this early. <laughs> oh, if that's not the pot calling the Cleto Black, I don't know what is. Uh, all right, well, as we get started here on Bear Talk another Wednesday night, it's great to have you with, have you with us, rather. Some breaking news in the Cal Athletics Department, and it's some serious breaking news this time. Normally we joke around a lot, but breaking news today, a former Cal Athletics intern alleging sexual misconduct against members of the Cal football coaching staff and a Cal football player, a nutrition specialist intern who until recently was with the Cal football program. She posted a statement on Facebook earlier today. Her name is Paige Cornelius, and uh, in it she uh, she alleges uh, several uh, violations of clearly university sexual misconduct policy and also human, de- human decency sexual misconduct policy uh, against members of the football team, including a couple of coaches. Uh, head coach Justin Wilcox is named in uh, her statement. Uh, there was no pending legal action from uh, Paige Cornelius at this moment, uh, but Justin Wilcox uh, is named as is uh, Jordan Duncan and an unnamed uh, first-year coach with the Golden Bears team. And there are uh, pretty uh, we'll say we'll say pretty uh, disturbing allegations against these members of the Cal football team and the management uh, of the athletic department, including the athletic director. Jim Knowlton. And so uh, as we take a look at this statement from Paige Cornelius, the headlining quote is, I will get you fired if you do not have sex with me, is the title of, uh, uh, we'll say the lead of the statement as, as a quote from a Cal football coach to uh, this intern, the Cal football, uh, or rather the Cal athletic department responded uh, later uh, today, so uh, just a couple of hours ago, the, their statement is, we are aware of the very disturbing public allegations made on social media, as is our policy when such assertions are made. We have immediately referred the matter to the campus office for the prevention of harassment and discrimination, which is responsible for investigating such assertions and is otherwise uh, more or less a non-comment. The uh, rest of this statement, uh, the, the, uh, the department will not comment on quote-unquote pending investigations and of course there are privacy laws where jordan duncan the receiver uh named for cal is concerned so this this news broke about 10 a.m today it hasn't really broken on uh on most of the, the the normal routes it was on social media earlier we just got a statement out of the cal athletic department as as we sit here on bear talk uh i think it'd be interesting to to get your guys opinions on uh, on this breaking news sure uh well it's you know, it's about time with the uh, Me Too movement entering. Uh, it's it's been a couple years now that it's been prevalent in our society. It's it's a time that athletics have been affected too. Now it's sad that it has to be uh, done in. You know, it has to be done at all because we all aim for no. Uh, sexual assault, sexual misconduct, anything of the kind when it comes to what should be a leisure activity and enjoyment activity. But uh, the matter of the fact is that especially within these systems uh, in which, you know, largely male-dominated fields, you will have uh, you'll have those, I don't want to say the phrase bad apples as if that's sort of minimizing the issue, but uh, going from uh, traditional celebrities in the way of 
actors and producers towards politicians now affecting our athletics. It's a it's a bad thing that it has to happen at all, but it's a good thing that light is being shined on the issue. Yeah, I will I will say just before as we get into kind of the opinion of opinion segment of uh, of of this this I guess we can call it a breaking scandal. Really an incredibly brave move by by Paige Cornelius to come out and say this about her former uh, employers and post this out on social media, and I think uh, last check, uh, over a thousand uh, likes on on Facebook, and she she put this out here uh, out there on her own Facebook page, and it takes a lot of guts to come out with something like that on the Cal football side. It's yeah, a really disturbing allegation, and there is an investigation pending. There's an there's an investigation we assume began today when the athletic department found out about this and said they turned it over to their uh, office for harassment and discrimination. But uh, I think Nash Solomon said earlier uh, today, it's a, it's a sad day to be a Bears fan, which I think is a little might be a little bit of a uh, a rush to to what's going on here. But uh, but Ryan and Kelly, your uh, your thoughts? I mean, the thing that's most disturbing to me is that, like McCoy said, there are always going to be some some bad people in there, just completely abusing their power. But the the thing that is really discouraging is that this girl reached out so many times to try to have something done about it, to try to protect herself, and it it was just ignored across the board. She was completely ignored. She said she reached out personally to Justin Wilcox, Jim Knowlton, other Cal Athletic administrators, and just was ignored and had to quit. And any time, I think it's just sad seeing women pushed out of sports, too, because it's such a hard thing for women to do in general. And this is part of why and just to see her getting pushed out is terrible and also to add on to that she was a member of the cal football staff because she needed money i mean even with all the things that were going on with her all the coaches that made derogatory comments all the players that were trying to sleep with her she couldn't do anything because she felt powerless and she felt tied to the job because she needed the money because she was on financial aid so it just really buries the situation that you know she was in a position of serious helplessness and there was really no way out that i feel like that's one of the most disturbing parts looking back on the whole situation as we uh, once again recap uh, breaking news, the Cal Athletics Department and the Cal football program is called out by a former intern who alleges uh, several uh, incidents of sexual misconduct. There is a pending investigation, and we will keep you updated from here on out. You can read the entire statement by Paige Cornelius on her Facebook page, uh, Paige Cornelius. Uh, uh, and you can also find the entire Cal Athletics statement on the matter Online on Twitter at Sam Wise Sports S A M W E I S Sports, uh, you can find the uh, little Ryan, Ryan. Ryan says it's a it's a little bit of a plug over here, but uh, isn't that, that kind of against the Calix guideline though? You can't plug yourself. It's not it's not Paola, <laughs> but that is that is the only place online uh, right now where the entire Calathletic statement is actually printed. Uh, because this is a this is a Calix breaking news story, and uh, we haven't put this up on the Calix website or anything as of yet. So that's the place to find it on Twitter at Sam Wise Sports, Wise spelled W E I S. And again, sexual misconduct allegations leveled against the Cal football program. Again, we'll keep you updated on that as that investigation, I'm sure, continues throughout the year. But we have a little bit 
of Cal Sports and Major League Sports to get to as March Madness is finally, finally, finally here. We're going to talk men's, we're going to talk women's, and we're going to talk a little bit first, I think, about why King Jones, who is not going to be fired. Jim Knowlton, in a wide-ranging interview last night, gave Y. King Jones yet another vote of confidence, uh, and he professed his own confidence in his ability to, quote-unquote, mentor people, Jim Knowlton did. And so we can take this to mean that Y. King Jones is definitely going to stay here, which is what uh, we expected, despite the first back-to-back 20 lost seasons in Cal men's basketball history. So, again, guys, we have to talk about men's basketball and before we actually get into March Madness and the good side of Cal basketball. I don't know if we've beat this uh, this horse enough yet and if it's actually dead, but, uh, but why King Jones? Why is he still here? Look, if you go two seasons of winning less than 10 games and a regression even in terms of the amount of games won per year, and you still have a job, there's something seriously wrong with the athletic department. I know a lot of this, I'm sure, is financial with the Cal Athletic Department being millions upon millions of dollars in debt, but you know how you make money? Win. Why not get someone in place who has a track record of winning games, someone who's been known to turn programs around, or you turn it over to a fresh face, someone who's got philosophies that'll lead to wins. I don't care who it is. I just don't think why King Jones should be allowed to coach at this level if you can't win. Here's the thing, though. I I don't know if I'd agree that there's something wrong with the athletic department. I think that the issue is, of course, the money. Cal does not have the money to buy a $3 million contract out from under Viking Jones. And more importantly, even if they were to get someone new, who's going to come to a D1 program for uh, of the stature that you're talking about? Or even maybe a young coach, who's going to come here for a million dollars a year where you can easily go somewhere else? that gives you much more earning potential than to a failing Cal basketball program that's going to win even fewer games next year. Steve Kerr can have it as a side hustle. It is the gig economy we're living and, in right now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good McCoy. He has some Cal ties, too. His daughter went here, and oh, he's yeah. a big benefactor to the school, so why not give him a lifeline? Yeah, that's, that's what that's what he'll do when he gets tired. He'll, he'll, he'll split time between Golden State and Cal. That, that's that's the dream team right there. Steve, <laughs> Steve, Kerr, Steve Kerr, half the games they'll have Steve Kerr as the head coach, and half the games they'll have no one as the head coach, and he'll still be better than Y. King Jones. Because <laughs> they'll, win, they'll win half their games. Anyway, the, uh, the men's basketball team, not so good. But let's talk about the good side of Cal sports now as we get into the later part of Bear Talk. We got... Cal women's basketball, an eight seed in the women's basketball tournament. Although the the bracket for the women's team, uh, women's tournament rather, was leaked early on Monday by ESPN. Uh, so sad, it kind of ruined all the watch parties for uh, for women's basketball teams around the country. But Cal finds out that they are indeed headed to Waco, where they have drawn a first round matchup. It's not that tough, but they're going to face Baylor in the second round, even if they make it through. And Baylor, of course, the team that knocked them out a couple of years ago in the second round. Bears suffered a first-round defeat last season. And although the Bears have, have made it to the NCAA tournament for the past few years, they keep being stuck around an 8 or a 9 seed. I don't know. There was an off chance that they might get to a 7, but the Pac-12 really well represented, and the Bears getting that sixth Pac-12 bid as the worst-best team in the Pac-12. Oh, by the way, did we mention that Baylor is the number one seed in the entire tournament and its home court advantage? They are in Waco, and that's exactly where Baylor University is located. Well, you know, Oregon State could uh, make it to the Final Four, or rather Oregon could make it to the Final Four this year without ever leaving Oregon because there's a Portland Regional uh, scheduled, and UConn likewise has drawn a really good matchup. They're, they're in the Albany uh, region right now, and so they will have uh, definitely a large contingent uh, fans, it's not going to be a fun trip for Arizona State having to travel all the way to Florida either. 
to play UCF in their own backyard. It's not a not not really a good draw for a lot of Pac-12 teams, but at the top, a couple teams to look forward to. Could see a, a legitimately see a rematch of the Pac-12 championship in the national championship game. Stanford and Oregon in different uh, sides of the bracket this year. They're both two seeds, but the the one of the two seeds, the ones of the two seeds in the women's tournament this year are extremely close together. You talk about Baylor being the number one overall seed. Baylor got upset by Stanford this year. That was that was in the non-conference part of the season. Baylor's the number one overall seed. Stanford's the number two seed. You have Oregon there. You have Oregon State for the Pac-12. And overall, I, there's a really good chance that we're going to see at least one Pac-12 team in the Final Four, if not California. Of course, hope that Cal will be able to repeat that 2013 Final Four run, but you never know. They'll need to pull a couple of things out if they're going to beat Baylor in the second round and then go on from there. But after Baylor, they might have a, might have a pretty easy easy path to at least the Elite Eight. So we don't know for sure. But that first game taking place this Saturday, I'm ready to watch that game, right? You guys too? I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it's an easy path. I mean, if after, you, after it, Baylor. After Baylor. No, no, no. Even beating Baylor, then you still have uh I'm, you know, this is you're hearing my leaked draft. Uh you're hearing my leaf my leaked bracket here. Uh then you're up you got either South Carolina or Florida State. They're still both, I take South Carolina right any day as the Cal team. Okay. That's, South Carolina is a, a what are they? Like a 4 seed this year? 4 seed. Yeah. It's weak is what I'm saying. Peanuts. I, anyway, but you know, <laughs> I'd say uh, I, I'd say women's team definitely great chance of making it out of the first round. They will play this Saturday at twelve thirty in Waco, and it's going to be a good one. It will not be on Calix, unfortunately. We won't be traveling to cover that one, but it will be on ESPN two this Saturday again, twelve thirty p.m. Pacific time. So, real quick, we'll spotlight on the men's tournament. As we really have to, and March Madness coming up, we've got the Calix, uh, Calix Sports uh, bracket pool going around, and Kelly has picked Virginia to win. Kelly, you want to defend that choice at all, or, uh, or are you gonna you're gonna change that before we lock in? I might have to change that. Oh. I've been getting a lot of heat for it. I. I don't want to pick Duke though, and so yeah, I thought I'd do. go with yeah, no. you do. No, you I thought I'd Duke. go. My uncle went to Duke. You want to pick Duke? Duke is two to one odds against the field right now, which to me that's is insane. that's insane. But uh, you know, they, they they'll get upset in the third round or something, and uh, everyone's bracket will be busted. I'm I'm waiting for that's I'm, what I'm counting on. That Virginia. That's why. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna count on anything, I think it would be to watch Virginia lose to a 16 seed again. Hey. Yeah, everyone's it rooting happened. for Gardner Webb. Where's Gardner Webb? <laughs> that's I think that's somewhere in North Carolina. Ooh, oh, we, we, we're, this is like an unintentional burn on Gardner Webb yes, right now. Yes, Boiling Springs, North. Oh Carolina. my God, I that's, was right. That's where that massacre was, right? The Boiling Springs the Boiling massacre Springs in North massacre. Carolina. Right. There's a <laughs> rainbow on their uh, on their admissions page. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, Pac-12 poorly represented. I have, in my personal bracket, I don't think I have a Pac-12 team making it out of the first round. you got Oregon and Washington, who are both somewhere in the double-digit seeds, right? And Arizona State won tonight, don't forget. Oh, yeah, Arizona. Gee, Arizona State won tonight. Don't count them out with the Remy Martin. Hey, I have them going into the second round. Bobby Hurley is the next Rick Pitino, I swear to God. Have you seen how intense that guy is? It's it's he got a tech. He got De- a tech. Define Rick Pitino in coaching or personal. Life. We'll say uh, we'll say just the anger, the general <laughs> anger in which he with which he approaches everything. Not we'll, we'll say intensity. He got didn't he get a, he got a tech earlier this. He got a tech in the Pac-12 tournament for like smacking a water cup off the uh, off the scorer's table. <laughs> so it's, it's I mean that's a, definitely a satisfying way to take out your anger. But come Better on, than throwing a chair across. The- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
the uh, the old uh, yeah. Throw throw the, in the, the chair. Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. There Listen, we go. I, you got to get minders for Bobby Hurley at, at practice to make sure stuff stuff doesn't happen like that. That's all I'm saying. That guy gets mad. He gets real. So you know, maybe on the strength of Bobby Hurley's intensity alone, Arizona State will get carried through the tournament. I have it on on good authority from uh, my friend out at Arizona State that uh, the the. People on campus there do not expect them to. They didn't expect them to win tonight, though. So I, I guess that's uh, that's something to look forward. Yo, to. Sam, who you got winning? Duke. I got Duke winning. I, I'm going to jump. Ah, uh, sellout. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I you have Duke too, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, but I was very oh very vocal about having Duke. Well, I haven't have completed Duke. my <laughs> bracket right. yet. Oh, you you sell out. You you sell out. You. Yeah. Here's the thing. I was always on Duke. I'm not going to trash talk them. Oh. You just did. What do you mean? So two to one against the field, that's unlikely. No, I said that was impressive. That they're two to one against the field. No, 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 no. I'm not trash talking. I wouldn't trash talk Duke. I Here's I the thing the about way. Duke. They and, have this one player on their team. His name is Zion listen, Williamson. I'm just saying, I, he is the next best basketball player. Oh my god! To, since he's he's the best college basketball, or rather amateur right, basketball prospect Ryan, since LeBron James. I, I want, think he can win. If I wanted an ESPN repeat, I would turn on ESPN. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. I could trash talk Duke if it came down to it. This Look, is all I'm I don't like them, Look, but they at, got so much listen, hype. Listen, at least Cal didn't have a player whose shoe broke, right? <laughs> that wasn't his fault. Oh, really? It wasn't his Let's fault? Let's blame a child in you know China. The coach, the coach, uh... <laughs> wow, McCoy! The, 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 I, you're the one who took it there. The, the AC for, for Duke actually did uh, blame Zion for wearing the shoes for too many games, because they didn't want to alienate Nike. That's a true story. He could have got different Nike shoes. I know! This is what it, See, now you're blaming it on Zion, too. Wow, blame the victim, Ryan. Nice job. Uh, hardly. <laughs> I like the you got the peanut. Yeah, gallery this is right here. this is. I mean, I'm I'm gonna admit I'm also kind of charged because my Chicago Bulls are the fourth worst oh, no. team in the NBA, and I believe they have a legitimate shot at winning the lottery and to take Zion Williamson. So I'm kind of rooting for him because I want to see him take that momentum into Chicago. Should they draft him? What is it with Chicago sports? They, they it's like this is what this is the problem I have with tanking. Your team is so bad that you just pretend like you're doing. We're it messing on, up our right, own tape right, by winning. Right, right, this is what I'm saying. You pre- tanking is just the art of your team being so bad that they have to pretend to everyone else like they're trying to lose in order to not get laughed at. That's what's happening when teams are tanking. Like the oh. Raiders, the Ra- hilarious, hilarious. But oh no, they're tanking now. Oh, so smart, right? It's no, a strategy. It's a scam. It's a strategy. Is what it is. It's a it strategy. Works. Is what it is. It, do- it works. That's how. The, yeah, that's it, how it, the Cubs. All that's the, how the, the Cubs. Trust the process. Listen, the Cubs just had to tank for 108 <laughs> straight years. That was it. 108 straight years, and the Cubs. Okay. It worked. They're they glossing over the 10 plus World Series appearances they had in that time. They oh, wow. only had from, to tank from, from 1908 to 19... until 2016. Yeah, Those from, were the only years they had to tank. It was from great. 1908 to 1945, the 10 World Series appearances, which they all lost. Nice job, Ryan. At least we were still trying. Oh, At wow. least my franchise has a ring. Oh, my God. Ooh. Ryan, you always say that like Ooh. you were wearing the Cubs Ooh. ring on your finger. You know, they have lotteries that you can enter to win those. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I have a replica, Cubs, actually. Do you have a Cubs replica? Ring? I don't have a replica. Do you sleep with it on your finger, Ryan? As a matter of fact, I do. Oh, my God. All the right. Cubs ring does have 108 diamonds, if that's what you were asking. Well, well yeah. I have the Senators one from 1924. The Senators? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly, the Nationals fan. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> Kelly, I didn't realize you were a Twins fan. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Ooh. 
Uh, the uh, yeah. So before we move off of basketball, I want to I want to spice up a take it or leave it into the beginning of the uh, into the middle of the show rather. And instead of the uh, the actual take it or leave it, I'm just calling it that because that's what we call it. Uh, you, your guys' picks, Ryan. We we hear Duke from you, Kelly. Gotta we... have my Dukies. All right, I never want to hear you say. I don't that think again. you can say the phrase Dukie on air. Yeah, I, I should have. Uh, <laughs> that's hey, uh, that's five hundred thousand dollars, Ryan. That's an Amish and Dick Vitale. You can't charge me for that. Okay, Kelly, you have the you have the the Wahoos. Yes. That's also inappropriate. You can't have that. <laughs> you can't have that, no. And, uh, and McCoy. McCoy's been very conspicuously silent. On, and I've noticed you haven't even made a bracket in our in our pool yet, McCoy. I haven't even made He's a bracket in our it. pool I yet. Not only am I working Get on, on it, it, bud. But I also consult my uncle, who went to Duke, for every single one. Yeah, no kidding. I typically follow him. I follow a mix of his and Obama's bracket, and then I just mash it together. Because I can't be bothered to, you know, look up the 15 seeds and whatnot. But... Um, uh, I'm going with... Did Obama publish his? I don't think so. Yeah, yet. he puts it on ESPN every year. Da-da-da. Oh, okay. um, you know, honestly, I want to go with Kentucky. I want to go with Kentucky. That's a terrible take. I know it's a terrible take. I know it's a terrible take. My dad, grew up, my dad grew up with the jacket, and so I boo. feel like there's some magic in there. You can boo me all, I, all you want. All right. I don't care. Well, uh, I, I know I, I'm not going to win. If all your brackets bust, then I'm going to be laughing. Yeah, the, uh, the, the results will, will, be you, will boo you for themselves, McCoy. Anyway, uh, I don't know if anyone wants to wants to make a little a little wager on this, but we, we're all rational people this year. Not like Nash last year was talking some, some crazy smack. Nash is talking some mad smack this year. About uh, about Murray State. That's a Cinderella. Team. I love Murray State. Shut up, shut up, Ryan. All right, we're moving on uh, to baseball, Cal baseball, and some uh, some more important baseball, which uh, has taken place already today. Tooth, uh, uh, I don't know what to start with. Let's start with Cal baseball to start off. First of all, crazy series against USC. They come out one and two on the way to probably another one and five start in Pac-12 conference play as the Bears will head to the defending national champ Oregon State's home stadium this coming weekend. Those games all on Calix and only on Calix. By the way, we hope you'll join us this coming weekend for that series. Probably the toughest road series of the year for the Cal Bears, including that series at number ten LSU, because they're going to go face the number three Oregon State Beavers, who are hungry after. For losing that rubber match to UCLA on Sunday. It's going to be a fun series. Uh, Oregon State returning a lot of their starting pitching and Cal returning basically zero. I'm excited to see if Cal can pull out anything like they did two years ago. Right, Ryan? You remember that Remember that Saturday game where the Bears came close? Jonah Davis, uh, Grand Slam? Yeah, they, they did come close. It was, it was Dennis Karras, actually. Oh, you're but, right, Dennis Karras. But, yeah, I mean, if this Cal team has showed us anything is that there are some freshman pitchers that have a lot of promise, namely Sam Stoutenborough, who's taken the lion's share of innings on Friday night. So I think they have a legitimate chance to keep themselves in ball games. If, if LSU is any indicator, the only games they lost were by one run, and they ended up taking game two. So it's just a matter of can this team finish? The talent is there. They just need to play a full nine innings. Well, here's the other thing. Uh, Grant Holman started that win, the 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 day game on that doubleheader that Cal won, the only game they won at LSU. He started that game. He was in the lineup last night in their Tuesday game against USF as a hitter, but he suffered a lat strain is the reason he came out of the ball game before even throwing a pitch on Sunday against USC. He was scheduled to start. He's been really the most consistent starter for the Golden Bears. Talking about Armand Sabori as an opener, I'm talking about a starter for California, and Grant Holman has really been that. Came out with a lat strain before even throwing the first pitch, and what turned out to be probably the most insane game that has happened at Evans Diamond since the last USC series there when Andrew Vaughn hit that walk-off grand slam and the other walk-off hit in the 10th inning. Anyway, 
it was that game. Grant Holman came out. He's injured now. He can't pitch. He's probably not going to pitch this weekend, according to Mike New, as of today. Right, Grant Holman still they're still waiting on on him to come back, and it's probably going to be at least another week before he's ready to pitch again. They have Jerry Horn working back on rehab. Horn went three solid innings last weekend, but that Sunday game, I can't believe we we didn't lead off with this Sunday game and and just how insane it was. Corey Lee got ejected after the umpires overturned a go ahead double for California to a foul ball call. It was like a ten minute stoppage in play. Max Flower got hit with a pitch that almost started a bench clearer. I think that was, a, a, as far as entertainment value, this past weekend of the Evans Diamond was up there. After the pitcher's duel on Saturday, the one nothing USC win, definitely worth the money uh, to go see those two games, right? You guys yeah, were there. I, I mean, there's a reason that uh, the major leagues don't allow in replay uh, checking whether or not a ball was foul because that got a lot of people mad. I mean, you mean inside of the bag. Yeah, inside sure. of the bag. Yeah. In front of the umpire, we'll say. Yeah. Until next year, when of course they will allow it and everything else, which is terrible. And, and all we, pitches need to take point four seconds. Oh my God! Yeah, um, we we won't even. Yeah, we, we'll we have a whole other we have a whole summer of bear talk to complain about next year's rule changes. But yeah, Kelly, Kelly, you were there. You were you were on the call on Saturday. You get to offer your 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 hot take right here. A Cal baseball team. Yeah, let's do it. Go sports ball. Go sports ball. Hey, that's my IM soccer team. Sports ball. Sports ball. Yes. But. Mostly it was just another bit, like another disappointing weekend besides Sunday. But still, they almost blew it on Sunday. They came so close to blowing it. Oh, yeah. In the ninth inning of that Sunday game, they were ahead 9-4 to going into the top of the ninth inning. They loaded the bases. It was 9-8 to with the bases loaded and one out. So the tying run on third base. And uh, they brought in Jack Henriksen, and he got the last two outs with the help of a great diving catch by uh, by Max Flower in right field. And so, in a way, it was the most cal of endings to the weekend. They dropped the first two, uh, they dropped the first two games, and then they tried their hardest to lose the third one. But they they, they held on. So they we'll failed. take that. For they granted. failed to lose. Prozac sales scored though, or, or soared. I mean. The Cal baseball team is on this weekend here on CalX Friday through Sunday, and a couple of game time changes from what was previously scheduled as the Oregon State women's basketball team, of course, a four seed in the in the women's basketball tournament. I think there are two. There might be a two seed. Yeah, you're right. There might be a two seed. We'll see. There are only two, so many two seeds in the tournament. A lot of good women's teams this year. But they will be playing at 2.30, so the game which had been scheduled to start at 1.30 is instead moved to 5.30 p.m. A lot, of, a lot of 30s in here. These games will be on Calix, 7 p.m. Friday, 5.30 on Saturday, and then 1.30 on Sunday. We hope you can join us right here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley. I'll be with you from Corvallis, Oregon. As on Friday, we will have Mike New join us pregame on the Calix pregame show, 6.50 p.m. We hit the airwaves from Corvallis again, 6.50 p.m. Pacific time this Friday, March 22nd, as the Bears head to Corvallis for a three-game set. Also have to plug, heading into next week, for the first time in five years, the Cal softball team will be right here on CalX Berkeley. Bit of exciting news that we're happy to offer. On Wednesday, the 27th, one week from today, Cal's 4 p.m. game against UC Davis will be aired live right here on 90.7 FM. That's next Wednesday, one week from today at 4 p.m. We'll let have Bear Talk for you that night to recap the softball game, but it is a really exciting uh, chance we get here to cover some Cal softball and a Cal softball team that had an 11-game winning streak earlier this year before dropping their first series to, their first series in conference play, I should say, to Utah this weekend. They will play Stanford and then again play UC Davis on Wednesday, that game right here on CalEx. 
So, as we have just a couple of minutes left, we get to talk some Major League Baseball. And, Kelly, uh, you look like you you got something you want to say. I, I wanted to make one more note about the OSU series. Yeah. You said it was going to be the toughest road trip of the of the season. UCLA is now ranked number one, and we have to play UCLA on the road. Oregon State dropped to seven. Yeah, but Cal, Cal fans are going to travel well to UCLA, I think. Uh, I think Over the defending national champs, Oregon State should not have dropped to seven, by the way. They should not have dropped to seven. After one going one and two against UCLA over the weekend, they put UCLA up to one. They, it, was, it was two versus three, and now they're one and seven, although it's a one-game differential between the two. That's all I'm saying. They were both top College five baseball be that. crazy sometimes. And ASU is still undefeated. Yeah, ASU is still undefeated. They are now, How long is that going to last? They are now only, They're 19-0. They are now only four games away from tying the all-time Pac-12 win streak record, which was set in 1988 by that Arizona State team that ended up the runners-up to Stanford in the College World Series. Was so, Barry Bonds on that team? That was not a Barry Bonds team, no. That was a little bit after... Before Barry Bonds. It was, Barry it was right Bonds. before Barry before Bonds. Barry. Yeah, but right before Barry Bonds. So, Arizona State doing good things as we wrap up in these last couple of minutes here. MLB is here. It's it's here. It's here. It's here. Let's go. Right, hands up if you stayed up to watch the opening day game. Oh, Nick over here in the corner. He watched McCoy. I watched a recap. You watched the recap? <laughs> Same. Listen, 4 a.m. baseball, the most rewarding kind of baseball. Also, the absolute, absolute, uh, the next day, worst life choice kind of baseball, I will say. Stayed up to watch that. And listen to 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 to, uh, to A's radio, the A's and the Mariners out in uh, out in Japan in the Tokyo Dome. And let me say, whoever was producing that TV broadcast definitely did not have any doubts about the Ichiro coverage. Like they went all in on like a solid one half of the broadcast was super close up shots of each Ichiro eating, Ichiro talking to people, Ichiro coming off the field, Ichiro going on the field, his face, the sweat dripping down Ichiro's face. Those of you who who watch the telecast will know what I'm talking about. They went ham on Ichiro, right? Everybody You loves have Ichiro. to. He's a Japanese icon playing in Japan. Well, maybe maybe he learned maybe Spanish for the last to time. trash talk all the Hispanic players. I'm, I'm just saying, Ichiro. Uh, I mad respect for Ichiro. Going to be in the Hall of Fame, but please, there are other play. This is another story. Jorikson Profar, right? He's a he's a nice nice uh, nice ray of hope, right? Felix Hernandez was uh, deactivated for this series, actually, for the Mariners. Oh, and you say Kikuchi's going to start? I, either he already did. Or no, it's, it's it's tonight. Tonight, two two thirty five a.m. Really, tomorrow morning, two thirty five a.m. is the. Uh, the first pitch in the game two of two in this Japan opening day series. It's really fun uh, baseball, I think, in Japan, and especially to stay up. And actually, you know what? Ooh, you know what? You're right, guys. It's an eight o'clock start, so that actually has already started. So interesting. <laughs> uh, they're doing a day game in Japan today. So uh, nice call there. But MLB is here. I wish we had more time to talk about MLB division picks, which we haven't done so far this year. I really want to. Uh, Rockies all the way. Uh, Nationals. Cubs, Cubs to the bottom. Let's Braves go, are gonna Cubs. Beat the we, have, we, have, no. we have the entire National League, all three divisions represented right here. Cubs, Phillies, and Rockies. All right. Yeah. And uh, we'll ignore the Giants. Did because, you just uh, say Phillies? Rockies barely count. <laughs> Did oh, you oh, call me a Phillies oh, whatever. Fan? Same colors, Bryce Harper, <laughs> whatever. Same, same I do Bryce. have a Bryce Harper. Same, uh, same yes. Trash personality, both kinds of fans. That's all I'm saying. Great hair, though. Great, <laughs> great hair. Better. Can't throw a batting he helmet. A yeah, this is true. This is true. Hey, look, that fight, if there was ever a fight that I wish both players lost, the Bryce Harper-Hunter Strickland fight was one of them. One guy, one guy can't throw a batting helmet, and the other guy can't even take down a door with his right hand. This is all I'm saying. <laughs> one of them can't throw a baseball in clutch situations. Yeah, well. That's, that's what it all boils down. We uh, we we do have to wrap up. QBX is next year on Calix Berkeley. It's been great having you with us. 
here on Bear Talk. Bear Talk is every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time. We'll be next on air this Friday, 6.50 p.m. Pacific, as Cal visits the Oregon State Beavers defending national champs in baseball. We'll be with you this entire weekend from Corvallis and the next Wednesday from Levine Fricky Field up in Strawberry Canyon for the first Cal softball game here on CalX in the last five or six years. We think so. It's been a while, and it's going to be great to have them back on our air. For Ryan Zimmerman, McCoy Cantwell, and Kelly Soria, again, QBX is next. My name is Sam Wiseman. Tune in to Bear Talk next week at 9 p.m. Pacific time. As always, go Bears until 6.50 p.m. this next Friday night. To take you out, here's a bit of Cal Baseball.